Hey, true crime fans, welcome back to Murder on the Map. Before I get into the show today, I want to ask you guys, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give a five-star rating and leave a review for the show so we can help more people discover the show. I am trying to get to a certain point, and I would love to hit my personal goal, so if you can do that for me, I would really appreciate it. And don't feel pressured to give five stars, I just hope that, you know, you will. The story I have for you today is not exactly underreported, but it's a cold case and coming back to light right now because it's the four-year anniversary this weekend. This is the story of the Delphi murders, the murders of Abby Williams and Libby German. We'll get into their story right after the break. an unseasonably warm and unexpected day off from school on February 13, 2017. 14-year-old Liberty German and 13-year-old Abigail Williams decided to visit the trails near Monon High Bridge in Delphi, Indiana and take some pictures. Libby's older sister Kelsey dropped the girls off at 1.30 with the plan to pick them up a few hours later. At 2.07, Libby posted a picture on her Snapchat account showing Abby walking across the old railroad bridge. This would be the last time that anyone would hear from the girls. When Libby's dad arrived to pick the girls up around 3.15, they never showed up. Calls to Libby's cell went unanswered, and eventually they went straight to voicemail. First, the family began to search. When they were still missing later that afternoon, family members contacted the Carroll County Sheriff's Department to help. Sheriff Toby Lazenby said crews began canvassing the area immediately and tried pinging the girls' cell phones into the evening hours but had no success finding them. The sheriff believed that the girls' phones were either dead or turned off. Family members continued to scour the area. At the time, everyone thought that the girls had simply gotten lost on the trails or just somewhere in the woods and were unable to find their way back. Throughout the evening, dozens of volunteers joined the search for the girls. The only real clue of where to start was the location of the photo that Libby had snapped of Abby walking along the bridge and posted to her Snapchat story. If you go to my Instagram, I've posted the photo to promote the episode if you want to take a look. At first glance, it's incredibly innocent and just looks like, you know, teenage girls hanging out. But knowing what we know now, it's easy to get creeped out. As the sun went down and the temperature dropped, the search was called off just before midnight. At this point in time, Sheriff Lazenby said they had no reason to believe the girls were in imminent danger and the crews would resume their search first thing in the morning. Some family and friends decided to search throughout the night, and nobody had any idea the horror the next day would bring. On Valentine's Day 2017, crews widened the scope of their search as soon as the sun came up. They started getting further away from the abandoned railroad tracks where the Snapchat photo was taken and started going into the wooded areas below the bridge and along Deer Creek. The official search had barely resumed when one of the search teams made a gruesome discovery. 
The bodies of Libby and Abby were found in the back end of a private piece of property less than a mile from where they had been dropped off the day before. Police have never released details on how the girls were murdered, and honestly, I'm kind of glad for that because cases about kids, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I don't typically cover them, but this one is too important of a story to share not to tell. As early as February 15th, 2017, Indiana State Police began circulating a still image of an individual reportedly seen on the Monon High Bridge Trail near where the girls were murdered. The grainy photograph appears to capture a Caucasian male, hands in pockets, walking on the rail bridge, heads down toward the girls. You can see that image on my Instagram as well. A few days later, the person in the photograph was named as the prime suspect in the double homicide. On February 22nd, law enforcement released audio where the voice of the killer is thought to be saying, down the hill. I'm going to play the audio for you a couple of times here. Keep in mind, it's quick and really hard to hear, so I'm going to loop it a couple of times. It was an unseasonably warm and unexpected day off from school on February 13, 2017. 14-year-old Liberty German and 13-year-old Abigail Williams decided to visit the trails near Monon High Bridge in Delphi, Indiana and take some pictures. Libby's older sister Kelsey dropped the girls off at 1.30 with the plan to pick them up a few hours later. At 2.07, Libby posted a picture on her Snapchat account showing Abby walking across the old railroad bridge. This would be the last time that anyone would hear from the girls. When Libby's dad arrived to pick the girls up around 3.15, they never showed up. Calls to Libby's cell went unanswered, and eventually they went straight to voicemail. First, the family began to search. When they were still missing later that afternoon, family members contacted the Carroll County Sheriff's Department to help. Sheriff Toby Lazenby said crews began canvassing the area immediately and tried pinging the girls' cell phones into the evening hours but had no success finding them. The sheriff believed that the girls' phones were either dead or turned off. Family members continued to scour the area. At the time, everyone thought that the girls had simply gotten lost on the trails or just somewhere in the woods and were unable to find their way back. Throughout the evening, dozens of volunteers joined the search for the girls. The only real clue of where to start was the location of the photo that Libby had snapped of Abby walking along the bridge and posted to her Snapchat story. If you go to my Instagram, I've posted the photo to promote the episode if you want to take a look. At first glance, it's incredibly innocent and just looks like, you know, teenage girls hanging out. But knowing what we know now, it's easy to get creeped out. As the sun went down and the temperature dropped, the search was called off just before midnight. At this point in time, Sheriff Lazenby said they had no reason to believe the girls were in imminent danger and the crews would resume their search first thing in the morning. Some family and friends decided to search throughout the night, and nobody had any idea the horror the next day would bring. On Valentine's Day 2017, crews widened the scope of their search as soon as the sun came up. They started getting further away from the abandoned railroad tracks where the Snapchat photo was taken and started going into the wooded areas below the bridge and along Deer Creek. The official search had barely resumed when one of the search teams made a gruesome discovery. The bodies of Libby and Abby were found in the back end of a private piece of property less than a mile from where they had been dropped off the day before. Police have never released details on how the girls were murdered, 
And honestly, I'm kind of glad for that because cases about kids, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I don't typically cover them. But this one is too important of a story to share not to tell. As early as February 15th, 2017, Indiana State Police began circulating a still image of an individual reportedly seen on the Modern High Bridge Trail near where the girls were murdered. The grainy photograph appears to capture a Caucasian male, hands in pockets, walking on the rail bridge, heads down toward the girls. You can see that image on my Instagram as well. A few days later, the person in the photograph was named as the prime suspect in the double homicide. On February 22nd, law enforcement released audio where the voice of the killer is thought to be saying, down the hill. I'm going to play the audio for you a couple of times here. Keep in mind, it's quick and really hard to hear, so I'm going to loop it a couple of times. At the press conference where the audio was released, police said that the audio and pictures of the suspect came from Libby's cell phone, and they regarded her as a hero for having had the forethought to record the exchange in secret. Police indicated that additional evidence from the phone had been secured, but they didn't want to release it because they didn't want to compromise any future trial. By this time, the reward offered in the case was set at $41,000. On July 17th, officers distributed a composite sketch of someone who, at the time of the investigation, was sought as the person of prime interest in the murders. It had apparently been drawn by police based on eyewitness accounts resembling a certain hiker on the Delphi Historic Trails on the day the girls vanished. On April 19, 2019, Indiana State Police announced a new direction in the case. On behalf of State Police and the Multi-Agency Task Force, Superintendent Doug Carter released more materials a few days later in a press conference held on April 22nd. The new materials included a short video recording, which you can see on my Instagram, where the blue-jeaned, jacketed suspect is seen walking along the rail bridge for a little over a second. Superintendent Carter says that because of the deteriorated condition of the bridge, the suspect is not walking naturally because there's so much space between the ties. An updated sketch of the suspect was also unveiled, as well as an extended audio of the recording in which a slight rise in the suspect's voice can be detected before he utters the word, guys, before the phrase, down the hill. It was further explained that the previously released sketch showing an older man with a goatee and cap is now considered secondary, and the clean-shaven individual in the newly revised composite is the primary sketch of the prime suspect. Police say this person could range from 18 to 40, but caution that his youthful appearance could make him appear younger than his true age. On April 22nd, law enforcement reached out to the public urging all to look at the sketch listen to the audio, and watch how the man in the video walked, and send all tips that they had to this email, Abby and Libby Tip at caco.shrf.com. That email is still active if you have any tips that you want to send in and don't want to call Indiana State Police at the number that I'm going to give you at the end of the episode. Investigators revealed that they have reason to believe that the suspect might well be hiding in plain sight and that the person is almost certainly familiar with the area of Delphi, whether it be, and this is a police quote, from living, working there, or another reason. So basically familiar for any reason. An additional plea was made for help identifying the driver of a vehicle left abandoned off the Hoosier Heartland Heartway in Delphi at the former Child Services Office between noon and 5 p.m. on the day of the murders. 
Dave, somebody reaches out and reminds me that they're here, they're thinking about us. We're going to help this project see its fulfillment. Well, it has had been a long two years for two families in Delphi with still no word on who police believe killed Abby and Libby. And the community has come together to help with their families heal. And now one mom is taking steps on her own, giving back to the people who've supported her. We've heard from Anna Williams a number of times in the last two years, and now Jessica Hayes is here in the studio with more on her birthday wish. Jess? Guys, good morning. Her birthdays look a whole lot different for Anna Williams now than before she lost Abby. But her birthday wish is something to help other kids out of her own tragedy. It's really still hard to believe it's been three years since I got to have a birthday with her. As Anna looks to another birthday without her daughter, she thinks, as always, of Abby. Her 16th would be this summer, and uh, it doesn't get any easier. Approaching her own birthday, Anna doesn't want gifts for herself. Instead, as she has so many times since Abby and Libby went missing, Anna is giving back to this community. I noticed on one of the Facebook forums, you know, it popped up saying, hey, it's that time of year, it's your birthday, how about a fundraiser? Money raised will help fund the 21-acre Abby and Libby Memorial Park in Delphi. Planning started shortly after the best friends went missing. We'll have three fields, the amphitheater, two different playgrounds, pavilions that the community could rent. Every little aspect of this, it's with the girls in mind. A place, Anna says, for families to make memories and a thank you to the community that supported her through unimaginable loss. At the heart of things, whether the community He's done so much for us, and they keep going. They didn't have to, and they do. Live with purpose, play with passion is the park's motto, one Anna lives by. The birthdays aren't the same without the girls here, my birthday or anybody's, but we're very grateful for everything everybody's done. It's a million-dollar project, and day by day, they're getting there. It's been two years, and everybody uh, is still right there behind us. Um, you know, in their hearts and even a little in the pocketbooks. And Anna did reach her fundraising goal on Facebook, but you can still help. You can donate to build that ball field complex in Delphi. We've got that linked for you. Just head to fox59.com. Angela. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Murder on the Map. I'm putting out this episode a little early um, than I normally would put out episodes because today is February 13th, 2021, and today marks four years since Libby and Abby were dropped off to take a walk in the woods and never seen again. If you know anything about the murders of Libby and Abby, please call Indiana State Police at 800-382-7537. Murder on the Map is a Radio Free Roscoe production, and our theme music was composed by Tim Beak. Find more of his stuff at timbeak.com. If you have a case you'd like for me to cover from your state, please DM me on Instagram at taylorbtalks or murderonthemappod. And if you would, please leave a review and rate the show so more people can discover it. 100% of the profits go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So if you would like to become a show supporter, you can do that at the link in the show description. I'll be back next week with an all-new episode.